Praise the Lord, church. Give that all to the Lord because He's the only one that's worthy of praise. Thank the Lord for what He's doing in our church. I stand amazed every time that I come through the doors. Something's happening. Something's going on. You can just... You can just feel it when you get in here. You just feel the presence of God. Knowing that anything can happen at any time. Oh, thank the Lord that Brother Stevenson had a little confidence in me. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I sure wasn't ready to preach, but uh, I got the call. So uh, he said, you reckon you can? I said, I reckon I can try. I ain't scared. I said, the Lord's always been with me, so. He's helped us all the, all the time, Brother Glenn. He's right there. No matter what the situation is, no matter what's going on, He's always right there. And I can thank the Lord for that tonight. Y'all be sure and keep our pastor in prayer and his families. They're over because of the times. It's all kind of stuff going on. So don't never forget to lift up the man of God. We got a good man of God and I... I want to keep him around here, and I want to keep that hedge built up around him. Now, I, a few weeks ago, the Lord woke me up and around 2 in the morning, which he don't usually do, because I usually, when I go to sleep, I'm asleep. But I couldn't, couldn't shake it. I had to get up, and I jotted down a few little notes, and I've pondered on it a few times since then, and Brother Stevenson called me to the scene. He said, hey, I need for you to, to share a word. And I said, well, <laughs> I'll try. I got something. I don't know what it is or what it'll go over as. But I'd like to talk to us a little bit tonight about what will you wear come judgment day. Because in that dream that I, when he woke me up, Chase, I saw people standing there in white robes. And then I saw on the other side of people standing there with spotted garments. And it grieved me in my spirit. It grieved me. Because those in those spotted garments could have had on a white garment. If you'll open your Bibles tonight, We'll start in the book of Genesis. Because it goes all the way back where the Lord started. Started this in Genesis 3 and 10. And he said, I heard the voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Go on down to the next verse. Can and he said, who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereas I commanded thee that thou should not eat? And then in Genesis 3 and 21, we'll read one more scripture. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skins and clothed them. And you can be seated. You see here, when sin separated man and God, God didn't want to leave them naked. 
He wanted to clothe them in something. He didn't want them to be naked. So he made them some coats of animal skins. Didn't say lamb skins. They made them of animal skins, which is different color skins. Because you see, when that sin separated man from God, he couldn't put a white coat on him. Because the sin couldn't be rolled away forever. Even the best of sacrifices from then on would only roll sin ahead one year. You'd have to come make another sacrifice, make another sacrifice. But when the Lord came, He knew from that time forward that He was going to have to come and robe Himself as a lamb. And every sacrifice they offered was a lamb. White. Without blemish. And without spot. And too many times we come to church and been in church for such a long time we, uh, we don't even recognize what we're wearing a lot of times. We don't even take the time out to look and see what we're putting on. We put on stuff in such a hurry that we don't even notice a spot or a stain on it. When God... When God gets ready to bring us to that gate, we're going to stand there on judgment day. And it might be the slightest of stains, Brother Chase. It might be the speck the size of a pinhead. But it could keep us out of heaven. You know, he said he would robe us with a robe of righteousness. That righteousness is right living toward God. And we've got to strive every day to do the best we can to live for God and do the best we can. Because He knows that we'll fall short, but that's the reason He made these altars. So you could come back. He said, Paul said, I have to die daily. Why? He had to keep washing that robe. He had to keep washing that garment that he was wearing. Even he said, I'll do the things that I don't even want to do. Jude 23. The author here is no certain. They don't really know who, who wrote it in Jude. It says, and others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. The Spirit doesn't spot garments. The flesh is what spots garments. Because we can justify most anything. Or that's really good. Well, it's not so good. We still, we can justify it, Brother Glenn, because, hey, they doing it down the road or somebody else you saw doing it. You know, it doesn't, 
It's not that bad. But not that bad may not be good enough. It might just keep us, put a stain on our garment that we don't even realize is there. In Romans 13 and 14, Paul speaking to the Roman church, and he's, he says, Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. That's what the flesh does. It drags you down. Drags you down. If you're going to put on Christ, you got to understand what He wears. How He goes about things. Anytime you can read about Jesus in the Bible, there's several different scriptures. Matthew, he spoke when he was transfigured on the mount. It said that he had on a garment that was white as the light. You know, I I was talking to Jeremy a while back, last week or so. Uh, we was talking about Colorado and skiing. The man don't realize how how bright white really is until you're standing looking at a mountain that's completely covered with snow. And that's, I mean, it'll almost blind you. It's so bright. It's not bad in, if it's cloudy, but on a sunshiny day, you can't hardly stand to just sit and look at that. You better get some shades on because that's how bright it is. Can you imagine that garment that Jesus had on? That's how bright it was. And we're going to put on a garment that's just that white. Because he said, you are my children. If we his children, he's going to clothe us like he's clothed. Without sin, without spot, without wrinkle. It's going to be white. Or it's going to be spotted. You ain't going to get to have a choice of some kind of in-between. Because when he talked about heaven and hell, he said, you're either going or you ain't. He didn't make no bones about it. He said, if you go to hell, there's a great gulf fixed between us that can't no man get to you. That's those wearing them spotted garments. Wonder why their garments were spotted. Because hey. They didn't read the word. They didn't understand the word. They didn't think he would really send them to hell. He's a God that loves everybody. He says there's only one way in. If you're going to get in, you're going to be wearing a white robe. <laughs> Over in the book of Isaiah 61 and 10. Even Isaiah wrote, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul hath been joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with garments of salvation, hath covered me, 
with a robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. And that next verse, 62 and 2, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness. What righteousness? The righteousness of God. We didn't have a chance at. But he adopted us in. Because the Jews didn't believe he was the Messiah. So he said, hey, I got a people that's not a people, but they're going to be a people now. He said, I'm fixing to clothe them with righteousness. And they and all the kings thy glory, they shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Oh, Lord, I won't wear that white robe. You know, I, I went one time to preach, and it was at a little church, and I couldn't hardly get nothing, Brother Glenn. I didn't have nothing. But that little song kept coming to me, Mary had a little lamb. His fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. <laughs> Woo! I want him following me around. I want to just stay under that wing where they can't see me. But all they can see is that white. Because the devil's blinded by that light. Woo! Man. In Romans 3 and 5, Paul's still writing to Romans. But if our unrighteous committed the righteousness of God, who shall say, Is God unrighteous? Who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. I must have wrote that wrong down. Because I got, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. Romans 3 and 18. I command thee to buy. Hey. Well, I don't know where I got this, but it's in there. I have to look it back up. I counsel thee to buy thee gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and the shame of thy nakedness does not appear. He don't want us to be naked. He don't want us to be ashamed. He wants us to be ready. Just like those those five wise virgins and five foolish ones, if they wasn't decked out and ready to go with their lamp trim, you ain't going to have time to go back to an altar when he calls your number. He said, today's the day of salvation. 
And today is the day to get it right. Because it says no man is promised tomorrow. It said our life, our life is but a vapor. Way back when we used to burn that incense. You just see a little old curl of smoke come up and then you couldn't see it. That's what our life is like. Says a day is a thousand years until the Lord, my Lord. Sixty, seventy, or eighty years ain't much. Ain't much. Why take a gamble? Why gamble with your salvation and and wear a robe that that's spotted? We're going to get into heaven. We're going to have to wear a white robe. In Revelations 4 and 4, it said there were 24 elders sitting around the throne. Anybody got a clue what they were robed in? White robes. There's another scripture in Revelations where he said he looked and saw Underneath the altar of people robed in white robes that were slain for the Lord's sake. But they had on a white robe. And they cried, how long? He said, until the rest of them get ready and come. Until the rest of them get ready. Until I blow that trumpet. Until I let Gabriel blow that horn. No, we ain't been long, but I feel the presence of the Lord here. He's just asking you tonight, have you took a look at your garment? Have you took a look at your robe to see what you wear? Because it's going to make a difference. It's going to be the difference of heaven and hell. Say, man, awful rough I said no I ain't rough I didn't write it that's what the Lord showed me it's going to be heaven or hell it ain't going to be one of them things well it's not too big of a spot Lord he's going to say depart from me I never knew you I never knew you to be blotted out of existence for a spot on your robe is a pretty serious deal. Just Joyce, if you'll come. There it is, folks. The ball's in your court. The altars are open. You won't talk to God about how you look. Because I'm sure you one thing, you don't want to miss heaven. He did a whole lot more talking about hell than he did heaven. Because uh, he's just letting us know we don't want to go there. So take a look at your robe tonight. 
and see just how it looks before God because we may not never have another chance oh yeah preacher we've been preaching this stuff for years who knows he may part that eastern sky in the morning and what your garment look like these altars are open. Will you be? Mid-